Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, guys, you may be seated, everybody. Thanks for coming out of nursery, buddy. And I know he's like, I was probably, how did you know his shoes weren't going to be on? <laughs> As a mother knows their child, yes? Well, we're going to have a reception um, after service today, which is, I guess, vastly approaching, uh, quickly approaching. Uh, we're going to have a service. We've got some cake and some fruit water and really more than in coffee. And beyond all that, we just have some time of fellowship. Some time for the church to be the church and just connect with each other and hang out with each other and just, I think it's raining outside. What yard work are you going to do today? Come on. You just know where, you don't have anywhere to run today. No excuses. Hang out and have some fellowship. Yeah, let's have some fellowship today, okay? All right. So after church, please make sure you're there. And then one other thing before I pray and and give a part of my message um, is... Uh, Destiny was not expecting me to do this, and I'm not going to call her up, but I do want to recognize Destiny Roach, her return. She is back from Cambodia. So, I don't know, is she in here somewhere? Yes, she's hiding. It's okay. Let's give her a hand. She ministered the gospel to those in need um, in Cambodia, which is kind of south of... China, but it's over there. It's far away. And she made that trip. She raised that money and she did what God called her to do. And I believe that she changed lives while she was over there. And her life also was changed while she was over there. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your faithfulness. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that you are for us, you are not against us. Father, thank you that you are showing yourself faithful. You are showing yourself good day in and day out. Thank you, Father, that you have allowed us to participate in a church that is marked by miracles. Father, and I just pray as we start this new series that you would reveal to us personally how to walk in a life that is marked by miracles. The heart of this series, Lord, please help it to come to pass that it's not just a church that is marked by miracles, but it's a people that are marked by miracles. It is families that are marked by miracles. That those miracles <clears throat> that are taking place will be happening on Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and every day of the week. Not just here on this campus, but out there in public schools in private schools, in grocery stores. Wherever you send us, Father, wherever you send us, may we live lives that are marked by miracles. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I do want to share a little bit this morning about how to live a life that is marked by miracles. How to live a life that is marked by miracles. For those of you that are new or maybe you haven't been here in a while, there was a word that God placed in my heart 
about this church, that this church is going to be a ministry that is going to be marked by miracles. A ministry that is going to be marked by miracles. And then through some discussions with some staff members that we've already mentioned today, it made it very clear, no, 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 no. This church is a church that is marked by miracles. And week in and week out, we are seeing the miraculous move of God. God's power and presence miraculously saying somebody who has never made Jesus their Lord and Savior, never made that decision before in their life to say, you know what? I am going to make a decision today to, be, to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. This is happening. We are seeing people healed and made whole of things that are just it's awesome. It's awesome. Supernatural physical healings. Masses that are disappearing. Masses that you can record on a, on a sonogram or whatever that are disappearing. They're gone. Elbows that were injured a decade ago from the battle from the war in Afghanistan miraculously healed. No more pain. None at all. And the, one of the biggest things that God continues to do, and we see miracle after miracle, miracle, His presence... His presence is showing itself to be faithful. There is somebody in here, we gave this testimony a few weeks ago. She only speaks Spanish. She didn't understand any of the words that were being said. And God supernaturally, miraculously healed her. Saved her and healed her. And it wasn't the words that I was saying. It wasn't the words that we were singing. It was God's presence. His presence. And so, this is awesome for the church, but I want each of your lives to be a life marked by miracles. That every day you walk out of here, and you walk confidently and say, you know what? My life is going to be marked by miracles. My relationships are going to be marked by miracles. My finances are going to be marked by miracles. Everywhere I go is going to be marked by miracles. And God, I'm telling you, church, is going to raise a boldness up on the inside of you to begin sharing your testimonies. This is why He wants miracles to happen in your life. Number one, because he loves you and he cares for you and he doesn't want to see you in pain and he is a good God. And Jesus came and said, I only do what I've seen the Father do. Did Jesus put sickness on anybody? Did he? No, he didn't. So if he only did what he saw the Father do, the Father is a healing God. He is a caring God. He is a loving God. And so this is why he's doing it for you. But the second reason is he wants others to see what he is doing. He wants that to be a testimony in your life. So I want each and every one of you to be able to walk around saying, you know what? I am marked by miracles. My life is marked by miracles. And this series, the whole purpose of this series is to help each and every, what's helping me, help each and every one of you be able to walk through your day being marked by miracles. And the first part of the first thing I want to go through, and there's a lot of scriptures I want to share, but I can't get off of this, is turn in your Bibles to Matthew 6. And I want to start in verse 6. Because this is like, this is the foundation. This is the fundamentals. This is like, this is the key to walking a life marked by miracles. And I'm going to go through uh, this passage of Scripture. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this one. We're going to break it down week after week after week. And we're going to start breaking down what does it mean to live a life marked by miracles. So I want to start in verse 6. And many of you are going to recognize real quick, this is the portion of the scripture called the Lord's Prayer. But in verse 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. 
And your Father who is in the secret place will reward you openly. So the very first part, the very first thing of living a life that is marked by miracles is your prayer life. It's to say, I am fully submitted to what God wants to go do in my life. I will take the time to get away. I will go to my secret place and I will say, Lord, have your will be done in my life. Not mine. Look at the chows. That's not their will is to run all over the country. And maybe it is, but I'd probably doubt it. Right? Who wants to go from California to Pennsylvania? Like the, I think they were in like southern, like there was warm weather in California. Eerie pencil, come on! This is God leading people's lives. It's not about the weather, it's about what He has called you to go do. So you have to get in the secret place. Your Father who sees it, He will reward you openly. When you submit, when you're on your knees, He begins to reward you openly. Open heavens, floodgates come down when we begin and when we stay in a life of prayer. Verse 7, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. He's teaching us here how to pray. He's teaching us how to live a life of prayer. You don't have to just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. What he's saying is don't do it in vain repetition. What does vain repetition mean is you're doing it over and over and over, but are you truly expecting something different? Are you truly expecting God to move? What he's saying is no, we pray for it, we believe it, and we stand on it and then we start calling it forth and receiving what God has in our lives. This is what our prayer life should be all about. Yet here we're going to read the Lord's Prayer and how many times have we read the Lord's Prayer and we do it in vain repetition. Church, we do. I'm raising my hand. You don't have to raise. This is not like the part where you raise your hand. We go, yeah, that's me. Sorry, I've done that. But we begin, we say, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us there to... How many of us have done that? We just, and I'm telling you, that is what his vain repetition. You are saying it without understanding what the words that you are saying are actually meaning. And what I want to look at this morning is to look at the Lord's Prayer and understand what is it actually saying? What are you actually praying? And I want to challenge you to go every single day this week and pray the Lord's Prayer, but don't pray it in vain repetition anymore. Pray it as I'm about to teach you what it actually means. And it will absolutely transform your life and you will begin to live a life marked by miracles when you see this prayer in a different light. It says, therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you need. This is verse 8. Before you ask Him, in this manner, therefore pray. He already knows what you need. Church, He already knows what you need. Before you even ask, so therefore pray this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father. Church, Our Father. You, when you call Him Father, when you call Jesus Lord, you are now calling God your Father. You are now part of His kingdom. You are now part of His family. You are now sitting at His table. You are now sitting in front of Him and you are presenting your request to God the Father through Jesus Christ, through what He has done for you. Do you understand this? You are saying, like the very first part, Our Father... Like, stop right there. We're not, not, not a priest's father. I'm talking about the Father. God the Father. The God who said, let there be light and there was light. The God who created the entire universe. Yes, that is now your Father. 
And if that is not your father today, if you've never made that decision in your life, if you've never said that I have never accepted Jesus Christ, God's son and what he did for me, then you need to do that today. You need to do it today. Don't walk out of here not having done that. I will be standing right here after this service and you come up here and talk to me. We will pray for you. It'll change your life forever. You want to be a life marked by miracles? Then you have to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. You have to say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. You see, what Jesus did on the cross paid more than just for your salvation. It prayed for the miracles that will manifest in your life. Do you understand that? Salvation, what it means to be saved is more than just when I die, I get to go to heaven. That is amazing. That is wonderful. Yet we walk around and we actually believe that, but we don't believe that God will do what he says he's going to do. We believe that, you know what, I've said that prayer, I confess my sins, and I, you know what, when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. I know that for a fact. I am certain. But what about the rest of the promises that come along with salvation? Do you believe them? Do you absolutely believe them as much as you believe if you died and were going to heaven? A lot of us walk around and don't. A lot of us walk around and don't actually believe these things. And part of what we're going to talk about probably in two weeks or so is going to be faith. What is it to truly believe in faith? What is faith? What does it mean? I'm only in the first part of the prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So once you are in the kingdom, once you are in the family, you get to worship God. Hallowed be thy name. What do we do this morning? We worship God. And in your personal life, in your personal prayer life, you can worship God like you worshiped here. And I'm telling you, the presence of God will meet you right where you're at. The presence of God will meet you right where you're at, in your secret place, in your car, while you're driving, wherever you're going to go. In fact, some of you should be careful listening to too much worship music while you're driving. Because I'm telling you, the presence of God is going to come down on you when you begin to worship. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. You can worship in the car if God says go. Yes? Verse 10. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We are calling forth His kingdom. We say this prayer so many times, but church, do you understand what you're asking? Do you understand your kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, come down to this earth right now? This is what we're asking when we say this prayer. This is like, this is a bold, bold, bold prayer. And we've said it over and over in vain repetition, not truly believing in our heart. And when we pray with vain repetition, really nothing is going to happen. But when we pray, we begin to understand. We are calling forth the heavens to earth. Oh my gosh. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no pain in heaven. There is no suffering in heaven. We are praying this. We are calling it down to this earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done. What is God's will? That none shall perish. When we are saying this prayer, we are asking the Lord to make us evangelists and go out and to preach the gospel everywhere that we go. Because it's His will that none shall perish. I don't know everybody, but collectively we begin to know people. There's something that says we're only separated by six degrees of people. I don't know, Kevin Bacon or something. Right? We're that, it's only six degrees of people. You mean the people that are sitting here? We can reach the entire world? 
We can reach the entire world, but we say this prayer, we don't think of what we're saying. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes, bring your kingdom down. Yes, I'm ready to be an evangelist for you. Yes, I'm ready to share my testimony. You want a life marked by miracles? Then start praying that prayer, and God will show himself faithful. He will show himself approved, and you will begin to live a life of miracles so that you can tell others about them. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Man, it is a big prayer. We're only through the first two lines of it. Seriously. On earth as it is in heaven. Then verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Like, oh, well, that's pretty simple. That's not a big deal. You know, it's just, you know, whatever. Need some food for the table today. I'm good to go. No, 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 no. This is everything you need for today. You are calling forth. You are asking from heaven everything that I need for today. Whatever path that I'm on, whatever street that I walk on, whatever grocery store I go to, whatever job that I go attend, give us this day our daily bread, everything that we need. And you're asking the Lord to remind you of His Word through His Holy Spirit that manifests inside your life to remember verses that you need to remember when you need to remember them. What this is asking is that when you open your mouth, that the Holy Spirit now begins to speak. Because you know what? You don't know what to say all the time. How many of us don't know what to say all the time? But give us this day our daily bread is not just give me some food on the table with some butter. No. This is give us everything that we need for this day. Everything for life and godliness. All of it. I'm asking for all of it. This is the third or fourth line of the prayer. Like, how do we pray this and not stop after every line and say, Oh Lord, please, please, give us this day our daily bread. Everything that we need for today. And mixed in there is it means we don't have to worry about tomorrow. If we truly got our heads wrapped around with this and we said every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to believe God for what I need today and not worry about tomorrow, your life would be so different. Oh, so much more joyful. We are so focused on tomorrow. We miss what is happening today. But we pray, give us, give us today's bread. We didn't ask for anything for tomorrow. Give us today our daily bread. Not tomorrow's bread, because guess what? Tomorrow you will pray for that day's bread. You don't have to worry about it then. It's already taken care of in tomorrow. You can't have today what you're supposed to get tomorrow. But we start thinking and wrapping ourselves around of always looking guilty as charged here. Okay, guys, I'm preaching to myself. We should put a mirror back there when we, you know, so I can see my like preaching to myself in the mirror. I miss what's happening in today. I miss what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. I miss who He wants me to witness to today in the grocery store because I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm concerned about something that's far off in the future. And usually we're concerning ourselves about stuff we can't even control. Oh, could we just spend some time not being concerned about stuff that we can't control? You know, today was a day of freedom in here. And I, I, I just believe, as I say that, many people are getting free from worrying about tomorrow. Worrying about things they can no longer control. And it's stealing your today. And it has to be done today, in Jesus' name. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, our trespasses, 
our sins, the things we've done wrong, and then we quickly move past that. Oh, no, no, we can't. You see, when we're saying this prayer, what it's asking us to do is, are you ready to repent? Are you ready to say, I am turning my back on the sin that so easily has ensnared me for far too long? Holy Spirit, help me, lead me, guide me. Help me to stop watching the things that I shouldn't be watching anymore. Help me to stop looking at the things that I shouldn't be looking at anymore. Help me to stop thinking bad thoughts about somebody else. These are things that God will help you with. When we repent and we turn away from our sins, the process of repentance and the process of sanctification, this is what we're asking for in here. Make me more like Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Yes, Jesus died on the cross. Yes, he paid for all of your sins. But it doesn't mean we completely have stopped sinning. We continue, but we have to ask for forgiveness for those sins. We have to say, I have to turn away from that life. Again, don't say this prayer in vain repetition. You're all going to say this prayer every morning this week and it's going to have a different effect on your life. I believe it. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh Uh-oh. Can we live a life in which we forgive others so much so as if Jesus is forgiving us? Could we walk through life that way? And the reason he's asking us to do that is not because we are like Jesus and we are not perfect. He's asking us to do that because he knows that bitterness and anger, when gone unchecked, when we hold unforgiveness in our life, it leads to death. It leads to disease. It leads to sickness. It leads to all these things that are scientifically proved now. We have to remove bitterness from our life. We have to be a people that forgive. We have to be a people that give others grace and space to be who they are. We have to be a people that doesn't walk around slamming people with the Bible saying, no, this is how you should live. This is what you're supposed to go do and slamming people over the head with it. No, Jesus loved people into the kingdom. His life was a life marked by miracles. You want someone to come into the kingdom of God, someone you know, start loving on them. Start caring for them. Start praying for them. Start sharing with them the testimonies in your life that is making your life being marked by miracles. And you will quickly find out that their life then becomes marked by miracles. We're in the disciple-making process. And the whole part of being a disciple is to be able to make other disciples who make other disciples. And so if we all began to do this, the six degrees of separation, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but how many people could we reach? We want to see Erie have a revival? Our lives can be marked by miracles. And lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. This truly to me is we have the opportunity to be led by the Holy Spirit. And what we're asking here is I am submitting my will to His will. What does He want me to go do? You want a life marked by miracles? You need to have an obedience to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And during this series, we'll talk a little bit more about how to get and understand the voice of God in your life. What does it look like? What does it mean? How do I follow that leading? How can I live a life marked by miracles? This is it. Lead us not into temptation. He will lead you. If you ask, if you're willing, if you're willing to be led, he will lead you. 
But if you're not willing to be led, if you're willing just to stand there and say, nope, I'm good, I got this, I know exactly what to go do, then guess what? You're going to keep standing there. We want to be followers of Jesus. You can't stay in one place and follow somebody. You cannot stay in one place and follow somebody. So lead us not in temptation when we are being led by Jesus, when we are saying, Holy Spirit, show me which way to go, what path to take. Many times it's the narrow path. It's the one we don't want to go down, the one that makes us nervous about going down, but it's the one that he's calling us to. He's saying, are you willing? Are you willing to follow me down this path? Yes or no? That's what we're asking. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. This to me here is understanding our kingdom authority that Jesus Christ paid for. We have authority over the evil one. We have authority over the enemy. When we say sickness, you must go, it has to flee in the name of Jesus. You understand that when we are praying this prayer, that delivering us from the evil one, what he's telling us is that he has given us all power, all authority through the Holy Spirit to say to the evil one, you must go, and they must go. You see, you don't have to come to church to make that happen. You can do that in your daily life. You can do that where you are. You can do that exactly where God has placed you. A life marked by miracles is a life that says to the enemy, go, and they have to go. But you have to understand the authority that God has given us. Our authority in Jesus Christ. What does that mean and what does it look like? Again, we'll continue to cover that in future of this series. And it ends with this. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Jake, if you want to come up and uh, underscore here as we close. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. To me, that just says, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I've tried for too long. I can no longer do it on my own. I need His power, His glory, His kingdom to help me do it. And we begin to worship again. So if every morning this week, you say, you know what? God, I want to have a life that is marked by miracles. And you open your Bible to Matthew 6. And you say this prayer every morning this week. In fact, I encourage you to say it for the whole series. As long as God, however long God asks you to say this prayer. And you stop saying it in vain repetition. But you begin to say it line by line for what it's meant, for how it intended to be, for calling heaven to earth, for asking for everything that we need for this day, for forgiving us, for turning our sins around, for repentance, for forgiving others, for being led by the Holy Spirit, to take authority where we need to take authority. If we could live a life like that, that is a miracle. Church, that in and of itself is a miracle. Because it's because of Him that we can do it. It's His presence that transformed. It's because of His Word that transforms our life. It's not what we can do. So the very essence of walking in a life marked by miracles is just saying this prayer and walking through, Yes, Lord, I trust You. I want You. Lead me. Guide me. Yes. That is a miracle.
Just that is a miracle. That is the first miracle that will begin to transpire a life of miracles. And I pray that each and every one of you over the next couple weeks, next couple months, next year, will have a life that is marked by miracles. And that wherever you go, the presence of God will go with you. And every room that you walk into will be transformed by the presence of God. And miracles will happen in your midst. Not here. When you pray for somebody. Not when I pray for somebody. When you pray for somebody. Matthew 10, it says, And they shall go in signs and wonders and miracles will follow them wherever they go. It wasn't Jesus that was going. It was disciples. If you're a disciple, then you should go and signs and wonders should follow you wherever you go. Everywhere that you go. Not just in church. Not just on Sunday morning. In your workplaces. In your schools. Everywhere that you go. I want you to live a life that is marked by miracles. Let's all bow our heads. We want to close here. Father. With every head bowed and every person's eyes closed. You know, I said wait till the end and come up and talk to me, but feel led just to ask now. If you're here and you've never taken the very first step of having a life marked by miracle, the miracle that will define your life, which is accepting what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross by taking your sin, your shame, your pain, your sickness, and dying for all of that, and then three days later being raised from the dead in victory. If you've never made that commitment and said, I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life today. I cannot do this any longer. I cannot work any harder. This is, all, this is no longer, no longer about me and what I can do. This is no longer about striving. This is about submission. This is no longer about striving. If that's you, if that's you today, no one's looking around. I just want you to put your hand up and say, that's me. That's me today. I want to make a commitment to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today. I see your hand back there. I'm going to ask you to make a very bold move. I'm going to ask if you, want to, if you will come up here and join me. I want to pray for you this morning. You. No, one's, no one cares. This is a time of celebration. This is a time of commitment. This is a time for a life change. Give him a hand for his boldness. For him. He is coming forward here. Come up here. Yeah, come up here. Honey, come up here. God is transforming your life right now. Never on this stage, you will never, ever be the same. Never the same. The Bible says that Thank if you, you believe Jesus. in your heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Thank you, and your life will never be Thank the same. You, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus 
I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. I receive you now into my life. And I believe that my life will be marked by miracles and that my life will never ever be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Come here, man. Awesome. Awesome. Give him a hand. Woo! <laughs> Doing the happy dance up here. Guys, this is amazing. I want you to, Rich, if you could talk to him after service and just spend some time with him and just give him some next steps. Church, this is what it's all about. This is the miracle of God. Your decision, look at me, your decision that you made today is transforming and changing generations that you don't even know about yet. Your life will never be the same. Do you know how much it takes to be bold like that? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I called him out and I made him come up. But he could have been like, oh, no, no, that wasn't me. He could have... Church, it takes a bold decision. He wants to follow Jesus. Like I said, you can't stay in one spot and follow Jesus. And he walked up here. He decided, I am going to have my life changed forever. And God is a rewarder. And he's a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. And I'm proud of you. I am proud of you today. I am proud of you. So church, let's, let's close in prayer. And don't forget fellowship. For Russ and Becky, there's some cake out there. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you're doing today, what you've done today, what you're going to do the rest of this day, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we can have a life that is marked by miracles. A life that is marked by miracles. Father, give us the strength to pray this prayer as you intended it, to see heaven come to this earth. We thank you for it. Father, bless this cake, bless this bread, bless this water, bless this coffee, and bless this time of fellowship as we go forth and celebrate what you are doing in our lives. Father, may this time be just filled with testimonies of what you are doing. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You are dismissed. See you tonight, 6.30. Yeah. And so, small group leaders, if you want to come up, Guys, if anybody has other prayer requests that want to be prayed for, we got amazing people coming up here. I can't remember everything. Come up here and people will pray for you. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.